0: Welcome to the Value Investor TV podcast. This is the podcast that helps you grow your wealth and become financially independent. My name is Beko and my partner, Hari. Hello. Welcome to our podcast. Uh let's let's roll right through. <laughs> let's roll right through the horrible intro. <laughs> All right, we'll roll right we'll just roll right through. Um All right, Hari, start us off with a disclaimer, please.
1: Yeah, um, this is the Value Investor TV podcast. We are a podcast that helps you understand the concepts behind value investing. Um, If you, um, you know, we are not your financial advisor. We don't know your specific financial situation. So uh, uh, if you need to make any financial decisions, please uh, consult with the appropriate advisor before making an investment.
0: All right, let's get started. In this episode, we will talk about a request that came through one of our communication channels, and it is about our opinion, our take on this whole TikTok uh, TikTok conversation and China-US tense relationship that's been going around. That's been going on for a long time now. But uh, we'll talk specifically about what this means uh, for the tech industry, and we will also talk about what this means for us as value investors. All right, Hari. What is? Let's start off with your opinion about what's going on here with TikTok. I mean, recently, most recently this week, I heard Oracle is now interested. Yeah, like everyone is interested now. Microsoft started off the conversation. Twitter is is getting in the action, and then now Oracle. What do you make of all this?
1: Yeah. So, uh, for those of you who are not really familiar with what's going on, you know, a company called ByteDance um, has a platform. Uh, a micro video platform called TikTok uh, where people can upload 15 second videos that kind of have, you know, whatever. Um, And it's not really, you know, it's a video only kind of platform. So almost everything there is, uh, you know, video based, very short, you know, and the kind of the model here is that it's very addictive. Like people will, you know, if you open up the app, it'll just start playing a video and if you like it, you can, you know, swipe and it'll, you know, keep playing that video or, you know, follow those topics. So the problem with it is that, you know, so TikTok has, um, you know, I think almost a billion users um, has grown like crazy, uh, you know, and as far as I know, I don't know how they're they're monetized, um, but the company has servers in China. And the concern on the U.S. side is that they are essentially just funneling user data to to the chinese government um because essentially any com- any business that is owned in china is also owned by the, the chinese government um and the concern is that as a u.s uh citizen what is your you know privacy and protection and I'd, i don't know that this is even limited to the you know to china the eu has very strict privacy laws i would imagine a lot of these things apply there as well so President Trump has determined that, um, you know, this is a security threat to the uh, the United States, and has said that TikTok cannot operate, you know, in the U.S. unless it is an independent business. Um, and so, companies are trying to line up to, you know, to purchase it. You know, Microsoft was one of their suitors, uh, as Becko said, Oracle. Um, and I've heard. You know, that the entire company is worth somewhere close to $75 billion um, You know, at one of their funding runs. I don't know if that's higher now or lower uh, after coronavirus, but, you know, we're talking about a company that, you know, I, I believe is profitable, but, um, you know, you're playing, paying very expensive price, you know, for a business um, that has a very large user base. So... You know, what does this mean for, for us? Well, first of all, t- ByteDance is not publicly traded, although they've been talking about, you know, uh, you know public access. Um, but, you know, from more of just like a, you know, it let's, you know, for our, the sake of argument, I think if we were to talk about this as if they were publicly traded, you know, what would it mean for you as an investor? Uh, you know, should you sell your shares? Because if they split off, you know, what what do you get out of it? Um you know, so it's hard to tell, you know, if if Microsoft or, or someone would pay cash, you know, or if, you know, how, how they would, you know, uh how the US assets would be separated. Um, you know, so you know, my my kind of take on this is that if I owned a company that is purchasing this, right, I don't know that there is a you know, that this is an asset that you can purchase that would be valuable right? Because I think there is a, the, the part of this that is is kind of difficult to understand for a lot of people is that when you run a company like this, when you have the founder, which is why we we always push for companies to have, you know, be run by their founders, um, you know, the founder of ByteDance is somewhat of a, you know, very visionary person, right? And if Microsoft or Oracle were to buy this, I don't know that they would have the capability the insight you know oracle is a database company right they own some other things but for the most part i don't know how they're going to use this you know and run this efficiently right and grow their user base i mean that's not their focus right now twitter is much closer to that you know facebook is much closer to that um i they certainly you know the things that would come into play there is that antitrust laws may may take into effect and they wouldn't be able to purchase it right so microsoft has LinkedIn? That's their only social platform. Um, I don't. I just don't know. You know. So.
0: Yeah, you're. It sounds like you're questioning the synergy that could be generated uh, when these companies purchased ByteDance. Right. Whether or not we have a synergy here or not, because ultimately, when a big company acquires or a company acquires any other company, there needs to be some synergy. The sum of the part needs to be greater than the whole. It, so, so,
1: well, well I'll, I'll, I'll add to that that you know Berkshire Hathaway buys companies, but they they essentially buy good businesses and then they leave the management intact, right? So, but you have to you have to have somebody who's running it who is capable uh, and will be able to successfully run the business, and I think that's the part where, um, it's much more difficult, right? Um, is who's going to run it, this business? Yeah.
0: Mhm. So you brought your you brought up the questions. I'm not really familiar with the details of this deal, but you you brought up the fact that one of the the key kind of issues that was originally kind of originated this this firestorm was that ByteDance had servers in China and therefore it infringed on it could potentially infringe on Know, personal privacy and things like that yep if this organization is spun off and purchased by a u.s company does that mean that the server will be you know it'll be now you know located here in the u.s and you know do you know the details
1: of that well so one of the arguments that so ByteDance has a ceo that is they, they appointed recently that is u.s based um but so so part of the problem is that even if the servers are in the u.s the the thinking is that um, from a security national security standpoint is that the us operations would funnel the data back to their chinese you know conglomerate right so even though that they you know it's co- collecting statistics and you know and, and and data and demographics if that think about it from this perspective let's say that you're operating a terrorist cell in the united states and you're using social media platforms to communicate with each other, right? If I subpoena the US server for that data, right, but that data is hidden or gone, you know, in the, you know, to a Chinese company, then I can't see it. I can't use it for law enforcement purposes, you know, whatever, right? Um, that's one part of it. The other part of it is that that data is also being, you know, mined and, uh, you know, processed. And now if the Chinese government has access to it, um that the Chinese government may do, uh, you know, some sort of IP theft. You know, they know that somebody who's a tech, you know, person, they steal their password or whatever, and then they go and, you know, use that to, you know, blackmail them, whatever it is. Right. So I think that's, that's kind of the thinking, you know, I'm not super familiar with, you know, all of the, the ins and outs of it, but if, if that's the, the mindset, then their process is move these servers away from, um, you know, the United States and then sever and, or I'm sorry, from China and then sever any connection to the parent company so that that data is not shared with the parent company at all. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so now what you lose is, you know, social media applications make their, 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 you know, their money when they have a l- very large footprint, right? So if you imagine that you're a US only based social media company then you lose all of the benefits that there is a tiktok in the middle east or a tiktok in you know southeast asia or something like that that you can't sh- you know cross the you know you know the value you can't have you know one server farm you're going to have two separate versions of everything
0: yeah which actually brings me to very kind of tactical questions of how are they going to actually roll this out if yep. if you completely sever the servers and the user base and everything else, database—you sever that, you sever that, and then you put it put it in a completely separate entity based in the U.S. I wonder how the ser- like the software updates and all that gonna is gonna work. Are they gonna do a right. hard fork and then like are they gonna have a separate version for the U.S. and then something for you know the parent company or the the, the, the ByteDance and then you know I wonder what you know, tactically how that's actually gonna work because I think that can be very very hairy can turn very hairy very quickly i think
1: yeah and i i think the um you know this would not be the first time that a a tech company bought an asset and just killed it you know because of incompetence or uh, inability to monetize it you know and you know i i think short form video like this you have to be very careful about how you monetize it because if you're running ads and so forth um you know, you have to have some level of expertise to how to do that, right? And the companies that do that well are not Microsoft or Oracle. They are, um, you know, Facebook, Google, um, you know, Snapchat, those kind of businesses, Twitter. So, you know, it, it's it's a it's a very interesting problem, right? That I I don't see how it's going to resolve itself.
0: Yeah, maybe we can just you know for the last couple of minutes of the podcast we can talk about you know why do you think that these companies are throwing their name into the ring and say hey look I want to buy these companies these you know giant sort of dinosaurs in the tech world that, you know even though they've only been around for a long time because you know it's such a fast pace in the tech world you talk about Microsoft you talk about Oracle why are they why are they uh you know why why do they want to buy this
1: well you know you look at um all of these companies and they have a very much a me too kind of strategy where you look at Microsoft and you know they were a software company, and then they decided. You know Amazon is killing it with EC2, so we'll make Azure, right? And so Azure is is actually done very well. Um, you know they they actually they've translated their expertise into a very successful platform. Yep. Um And that's, and, and it's driving a lot of their profit now, right? That yep. the Windows Office Suite, you know, kind of model, um, is there, and it still generates money, but it's not nearly as uh, as you know. It's the driver of growth for them um, so I, I think there's you know parts of that Oracle actually has adopted a cloud model too where they self you know host their databases for you in the cloud and they have server farms and they do all of that stuff too. So you know we're seeing companies evolve and then they want to diversify their revenue base. Um, and social media has been the new hotness right for the last you know 2010 on- onward. You know, the Facebooks, Snapchat, Twitter, all of those companies have, you know, gotten nosebleed valuations based on that. And I think Facebook is really the one that's consistently, you know, generating, you know, very, very large, uh, you know, amounts of of growth. Um, whereas Twitter, I, I don't think their user base is really growing anymore. Um, but they're able to monetize their, their user base better than they used to. So, and I, I think they look at ByteDance as a, you know, it's something that went from like three or four years ago went from zero to a billion users, and so they're just drooling over the ability to you know serve ads to them, right?
0: It's it's kind of strange, yeah. I mean, because yeah, like to your point, the, any anything when we talk about Microsoft, the only thing that's really consumer social media in that sphere is LinkedIn. Everything else is enterprise. Right. Same thing with Oracle. It's it's completely. To me it's like I don't really see the value proposition of acquiring a very much consumer and also by the way we're talking about a generation that's a lot younger who are using these this platform. Right. And so for them, you know, it's an it's an old company that's targeting enterprise software, sort of old tech trying to get into the new tech the social media sort of platform. And I don't quite understand the synergy. And, you know, perhaps it's because just my lack of understanding in this space. But it seems like, uh, you know, it. I feel like there's a big mismatch. If, for example, Twitter was trying to acquire this company or Facebook, I think that would make more sense. But again, now with this scrutiny on this big tech companies for antitrust issues and things like that, I think that's going to be very hard to put their name out there in the into the ring uh, for those companies too.
1: Right. And I think the other thing that, um, you know, from a defensive position, a lot of these companies would want to, um, you know, to purchase a company like ByteDance also to, uh, or, or the TikTok, US TikTok, um, to defensively keep, um, Facebook and Twitter and so forth, you know, down, right. If you think about it from that perspective, snapchat is a very small percentage of the user base compared to Facebook uh, and Twitter is also relatively small compared to Facebook um, so keeping an, a fourth player in the you know in the social media sphere um, can can help Microsoft with leverage you know could help them with other you know aspects of uh, of it and I think also there's a there's a to in, in my mind the regulation is gonna is gonna be coming down pretty hard on the Facebooks of the world uh, in the future, right? Because I feel like the regulation is uh, there's bipartisan kind of um, frustration with the way, you know how much control Facebook has over uh, American you know discourse, right? And in a society with free speech, uh, you know that is preserved in the Constitution, uh, it's an you know. Facebook has become quote unquote, the town, town square, right. Where people would have a, you know, normal course of, you know, normal discourse. So trying to keep that, um, out of the hands of one entity, like a Google or a Facebook is important. Right. Um, but I, I mean, you can look at Facebook, um, you know, Google tried to make a copy of Facebook with Google plus and, you know, it just didn't work. Right. It, it, it didn't take off. So, um, Mm -hmm. You know, I, I see it as social media has, you know, it's a winner-take-all scenario. Like, you don't have multiple social media platforms. We, you know, MySpace is gone, uh, or for all practical purposes, gone. It's really just Facebook now.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how this kind of, this plays out. Right now, we're recording this podcast, uh, middle of August, August yep. 22nd. So... You know, we'll see how we'll, we'll see how uh, this unfolds. One of the things that uh, that's been another kind of interesting thing about this is that um, um, news organizations have been saying that this is going on sale, and I'm not quite understanding why. Um, you know, what's the, what's the reason for that? It's you know, is it because the U.S. government is sort of like forcing them to sever this, and therefore this small organization is now for sale? Is it really like it's for sale, but is it on sale?
1: So I I don't know what, I haven't seen any numbers thrown around in any of the articles I've read, but what I would say is that you have a deadline that I think Trump has put into place in like October, if it's not sold, then they may actually have to shut down operations. And so that puts a lot of pressure on the company to sell. And, you know, one of the escape valves, you know, is, is price, right? Is, you know, if an Oracle or a, you know, you've you've limited this to very few companies that can actually afford to purchase this right um and so it's a microsoft oracle you know i don't know if apple has looked at it as well but the companies that are putting their their money down here are are going to be you know relatively few number of businesses and so they're going to actually have more leverage because you know tiktok doesn't want to w- walk away with nothing right Mm -hmm. so they're going to have to come to a deal or else they lose everything. So I I think that's where you would say it's on sale.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be a fine balance, but also you kind of don't... I mean, yeah, it makes sense. It's a negotiation. It's a fine balance because you obviously don't want to... I mean, from Apple's perspective, or sorry, not Apple, Microsoft, Oracle's perspective, you kind of want to delay this as long as possible to get the best price. But also, if more suitors come in and they try to pitch ByteDance that you know we can create synergy, blah, 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 you might lose the opportunity. So it's a, it's a fine balance. I think the deadline is coming up in fact. Uh should be next month sometime mid next month.
1: Yeah, I'm not exactly sure, but it's not it's we're not talking a lot, lot of time and yeah. I don't know how long it takes to go through the regulatory like the FTC uh the Federal Trade Commission to get, you know, through through a deal. But I, the last thing I'll you know, I'll say on this point and just, you know, before we wrap up the podcast is that a company like this you know you're you're when you have to sell your company because of some you know impending deadline, you no longer have nearly as much leverage because the biggest leverage you have is being able to walk away right is that the suitor that comes in you know enters into a deal, you just can't come to the terms and you have to walk away if you know that you're uh you know that you have you get nothing. Then you know you're 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 essentially showing your cards, right? As to what you have, right? What you want, how much you can get for it, all that stuff. And so, mm-hmm. and then the last thing I'll say, the second that was the second to last. This is the last thing <laughs> I'll say is that I I'm not sure because we haven't seen financials here if private equity is in play uh, in this kind of thing. Uh, and the reason I would say that is that private equity generally has to buy businesses that are profitable. Um, and this is this is probably too expensive even for them. That even if they were to lever up and buy a company like this, um, they don't have the money to, you know, you you put in a lot of debt to pay for it. Um, but that means that you know you still have to monetize it in some way. And I don't know that they'd be able to. It's going to take some expertise to to maximize the monetization here.
0: Yep. Yep. Sounds good. And then again, the timeline is, is uh is quite quite tight here. So yeah. it's gonna be interesting to see how this unfolds in, in, in a few weeks from now. All right. Um that's the that brings up to brings us to the end of the podcast. Uh thanks everyone for joining us. And again, if you guys have questions like this, please uh feel free to send it to us via email, info at valueinvestor.org or leave us comments on you know, leave us comments on on YouTube and whatever else, uh, wherever you listen to our podcast. All right. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you guys in the next episode.
1: Thanks.